Welcome to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. This week we are celebrating the release of Deep Overstock Issue 21, Romance. Episode 4 features Sam Baldessari Jones and RJ Equality Ingram. Riverfront by Sam Baldessari Jones. Read by Justin Jones. As children, we made games of the gallons, underwater worlds inhabited by two. As teenagers, we tanned, splashed, dared to jump from the highest rock. As honeymooners, we waited for darkness, stripped, leapt, entangled in the current, each other's limbs. As parents, we walked her patiently, small steps spying for fishies, tiny hand touching water, cold. You get used to it, we promised. Grown now, she lives by the river, walks us patiently, good for our joints, our lungs. At night, we sneak away, laughing like children, kissing like teens, submerged. Even old limbs remember their way to underwater worlds. This is RJ Equality, and I will be reading Finger Bang. It is a crown of love sonnets in the shape of a play in five acts, but don't worry, there is an intermission. Finger Bang. Synopsis. A series of attempts made by a now defunct book club to break off an engagement before it happens. What starts off as bad advice given at a New Year's Eve party turns into a comedy of errors when an alcoholic poet recruits estranged frenemies and former roommates alike while touring a closing light exhibit at the local zoo. But who the hell would have expected a yes to a proposal at the nail salon? The last shot the poet has to end the engagement comes in the form of a sabotaged seance. But does R.J. have the guts to tilt the spirit board's response to undo the mess he's made? Act 1. How did you know? The architect asked midway through flute at the midnight party, passing around dressings of gold leaves and honey. The poet spoke about nail polish colors like sleeping spoon and tambourine tan. This is how I knew they were the one. Agony was all the time that we were not married. The only solution was a remedy by law, or the gathering of dancers and bartenders united under a buckeye tree to surrender, to no foreseeable limit the extent of tender, reciprocated settings of simultaneous suns. My evil twin stepped out of balance, played music from long drives into long headlights. Act Two. The elephant's name was Bird of Paradise, which meant you're never going to believe who is marrying the poet and the dancer, The river townsfolk rumored on with stories from Grandfather Walrus 
and Uncle Polo, who also can't drink like their inner pirates, surely. But that wasn't the end of it, and the heavy bale that held up the straw for the pack to eat, mid-afternoon, flew away in an hour early. And where did he ask the proverbial question? Don't tell me it was as bad as the salon. That wasn't the point. The point was, eagles know how to sext, too. And immediately, post-coitus, probably wasn't the classiest, either. Act 3 Digging in nail beds at the yuppie salon, where rockabilly sober, or at least sober in theory, gentle thems sling acrylic Miro reproductions on thirsty himbos from down the block who know a thing or two about the Russian avant-garde. And yes, we have club cards, but listen, I know we think that weddings are more than enjambment. Six nail techs file down at the same time. Listen to what the poet says, not the alcoholic. The poet who pinches sleep from eyelashes. Fourteen years is a lot of work, he says. We haven't felt it all at once, though, because we share the rocks we carry from the river. Intermission Brought to you by your friends at Fingerbang, your local beauty bar where Martini and Manny round up to a hundred real easily. A really good reason to stay sober, because it's always been money for alcohol, but now you can treat yourself, which sounds nuts because when haven't you treated yourself? You're about, you're all about that gotta get the fingers sticky while the honey's good, but newsflash. Swapping an addiction out for a reward gets old after the seventh acrylic fill. Plus, you're going to need to do the dishes eventually, or someone might notice that you actually don't enjoy the way they scrape the back of your throat. Act 4 Back behind the scenes, piles of books litter the production areas, and one by one the poet and the baker and the chemist and the singer and the illustrator resurrect dead pages from Persephone's marble bedside. Very godparents to long-neglected choruses of borrowed religions, plus another twelve steps, all great surveyors of honest conversation. So the poet thinks he can outmaneuver every choice he's already made with regret. But not this time. RJ, for once, listen to yourself. No one blames you for trying to fix things in ways only you could see as reasonable. Invite them over. Bring out the spirit board. Act 5 Before my inevitable apology, I need to say my parents didn't lock me in a box. But sometimes a real bad metaphor becomes a real locked car on a late summer's day. And when I knocked the shot glass away from my evil twin's hand, I knew we had made the right choice and ended that agony. Fourteen years before, 
but not before plays ended the same way. The elephant reached up for the out-of-reach straw, even though she had no reason to reach in the first place. The poet folded the board. It's a wash, the way he continues to compare wishes. Well, how did you know? Always first things. You've been listening to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. Join us again next week for another romance episode. Deep Overstock is a literary journal and small press based in Portland, Oregon. We base our issues on a trip to Powell City of Books, so each issue is themed on a different department category. Romance is set in the coffee room. In the next issue, we're going upstairs into the red room. Red rum! For the theme, knots. Knot em, twist em, tie em round your wrist. Mmm! Submissions for knots are due August 31st. Please visit www.deepoverstock.com for submission guidelines.